Thanks for tuning in to Entertainment News Break on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everybody. What is up, everybody? How's everybody doing in the chat that's watching? Everybody that's uh, watching after we actually uh, do it live, like in uh, the rewatch things after it's been posted. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, We're trying to do our best. Uh, Got off a little late for work. That's why we're starting a little 10 minutes late here. But uh, yeah, Yeah, how you doing? I'm on the other side tonight, Danny. (laughs) Yep. Yep, he's on the other side. I'm in the uh, garage. I'm literally on the other side. I'm in the upside down right now doing broadcasting live. We got some some bats out here. You know, we got a guy playing his guitar and everything. If this is the first time uh, watching the channel, please uh, like and subscribe uh, to there. And uh, we do have a Patreon if y'all would like to join it and hang out with us and stuff like that. But uh, without any further ado, uh, Dagan, let's get this show on the road. Uh, Yeah, man. I'm kind of. I, f- I feel like I'm. I'm driving the van tonight, if you would. I'm on this side. I got the topics that I'm going to start with tonight. We're going to switch things up a little bit. Um, but uh, that being said, we're going to start with the box office. We always start with the box office, talking about what did well, what did not. This weekend was uh, another big weekend for horror, uh, which is is happy. I'm I'm happy to see that. Uh, this Lyle Lyle crocodile looked like an absolute pile of trash. Uh, unless maybe you're a small child. Um, but even then, I'm not sure if, if the kids like this one because it, it did uh, just under $12 million, uh, as opposed to Smile. Second week in a row here, uh, in the, the horror genre, crushing it. This time of year, man, it's October. $18.4 million at the bottom. Dude, that's, that's that is great because, like, we talked about this last weekend. Uh he came. He came in here last or last weekend. Whenever we did the show, they were like at twenty two million. They literally only lost like four million from last weekend, which is like yeah. unheard of. Usually, a movie comes out like even a big MCU movie comes out, and let's say they make like two hundred or a hundred million or something like that first weekend, and then they turn around and they the next weekend they're down to like fifty million or sixty million or something like that. This uh movie. I guess is actually better than what a lot of people perceive because that's the only way I can explain it at that point because of the simple thing of, yeah, here we go. Uh, this movie made 22 million last weekend, 18 million this weekend. That's only like a 4 million drop off. So the hype's still there for it. I haven't gotten a chance to see this yet. Um, I wasn't like super interested in it. Like with all the horror movies that are coming out recently uh, this past weekend, I actually went and saw barbarian when I was in Albany, New York. Uh, Cause it was like, you know, the theaters around there only there's only in a few theaters still. Uh, they just re- announced the 
uh, release date for HBO Max coming up here on the 25th. But um, I don't know, man. Like, this this smile kind of looks a little silly. Um, but I guess, it, I mean, it's doing well. Uh, horror, you know, this is a good time of the year for, for horror movies. So, um, yeah. But, man, Barbarian. Go see that if you haven't yet. That movie is, oh, that is, that is some movie. Yeah, My goodness. Crazy. Nuts. It's legitly crazy, but it's my kind of crazy, so I love it. Yeah, mine too. It's like the horror genre has really, I think, evolved to a point where it's like, you know, I think it, we went through a period there. It was a lot of a lot of like just gore fest, you know, uh, torture porn, your your Saw franchise, your, your you know, uh, Rob Zombie, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses or whatever it is. But there's like a lot of other movies as well, like in the the early to late 2000s where it was just like, eh, it's just, just a bunch of violence and shock value and jump scares, but really at a point where like these movies have, have like a lot going on in terms of like themes and, you know, I'm not going to spoil barbarian for anybody, but it, there's, it's very layered and has a lot going on and a lot of twists and turns that you don't, don't see coming. So, um, yeah, I love I mean, the horror yeah, you know, you go back to like, uh, you know, there was stuff back in the 70s and even probably 60s and stuff like that that was going on and things were happening. But like in the 80s, it was like, let's take a very simple story. OK, this boy drowned because like the, the counselors weren't paying attention. Somehow or another, he's still around and everything else, which in the first one, it was his mom that was doing the killing. But it's like she's getting her revenge. Yeah. There, there goes. Yeah. But there goes like a simple story. Same thing with Friday the 13th, even Michael Myers, you know, this kind of thing. Very simple stories. And they just have like the jump scares and they have like the setup of them like killing a bunch of people during the movie and stuff like that to make it hard. Whereas now it's like, well, let's don't just do that. Let's have some of that stuff in the movie, but let's actually make a good story because there's a lot of good stories you can tell like with those kind of like, you know, in, in the dark spaces, you know what I'm saying? Like not everything's uh, comedy, not everything's just, you know, uh, you know, full blown action or something like that. Right. right. <laughs> like, many genres combined almost. Like a lot of scary stories have like some interesting things to tell. So like uh, we're starting to get some of that, I think, like yeah. I said, like uh, you may or may not think that they're the greatest in the world, but like the conjuring movies, the insidious movies, you know, these movies that have been coming out over the last years, like they actually have a story to tell, even like the movie The Ring and stuff back in the day. Uh, they had stories to tell, like uh, Sinister had like a pretty good story to tell. Mm -hmm. Like there's actually these stories that they wrap around, either it's with like, say, some mythology or whatever that they bring back, uh, you know, to life or whatnot. Like it's pretty interesting that they actually have like, uh, you know, like actually stories out there to tell. And I think that makes it better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Smile yet, but apparently, it's people are are liking it, you know, enough that it's getting doing well this well at the box office. Brand, Brandy's saying, "Hey, um, everyone!" But like, I know she don't like the fact that the, the horror movies are doing great at the box office. Yeah, she's a, not not as much of a fan. But we we did have uh, a couple other noteworthy things happening at the box office. The first of which uh, being the Woman King still making five point two million uh, in that top five, uh, and and. Technically, don't worry, darlings. Number five here, but it only made three and a half million dollars. Like again, that one crapped out after the first week after people realized it wasn't very good. Um, but uh, I think I think that the big, the other big noteworthy thing was the bomb of David O. Russell's multi cat giant cast, star-studded cast uh, movie, Amsterdam. Uh, totally bombed. It made it's only six and a half million. Still number three in the top five, but. Uh, 
not not good for this, uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with its bad bad reviews uh, all across the board here for this one, which is a shame considering the cast that they have uh, and David R. Russell at the helm. But apparently, this is easily like his worst movie yet. Uh, not so sure what's going on with him. He doesn't seem like he seems like he kind of hit his peak with um, American Hustle and uh, whatever that other one was with Jennifer Lawrence in there, and then just kind of just does not come anywhere close to the, that quality since. So uh, that's a little, a little bit of a shame to see, but uh, the trailer made this movie look really good, but apparently it's just terrible. So too bad. Yeah. Not every director can be a Fincher. I've said this a lot before, like silence of the lambs. One of my favorite movies out there is almost one of those, like unlike seven, I, I, I don't think it's as perfect as seven is as far as like a story and how it was filmed completely from front to finish, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, and that movie was done by Jonathan Demi. Like you go watch his movies, like none yeah. of them really comes close to Silence of the Lambs. Like uh, he's got a couple of movies that are okay after that and everything else. But yeah, like uh, he uh, straight up 100% like just came and everything, the stars aligned for that one particular movie and stuff. So like yeah, that, that happens sometimes. A director hits like one or two good movies and then turns around and like they really can't find that magic anymore and stuff. Yeah, not everybody can be a Tarantino or a Spielberg or, you know, some of these you know big names. Even like Jordan Peele recently, he's only made like three movies, but he's been crushing it every single one. So, um, yeah, some some directors only have like one real, um, you know, masterwork and then they just they never quite live up to that. But any other thoughts on the box office before we move over here? Uh, move on here, Justin. No, nah, let's go. ahead. let's go to the next topic. So the next uh, big thing, which we've we've kind of almost created a segment for now uh, with our MCU news roundup. Uh, there was a couple big things this week, but uh, most, most of this, and, and actually this is going to be a reoccurring theme for the show, our movies moving their release date. But uh, the, the big one, of course, being blade uh, the story being that the, the script really needs work, uh, which is crazy. You think like Mahershala Ali as, as blade just killing zombies would, or killing vampires would, would be enough. Uh, of a simple concept, but apparently they, they're having trouble uh, figuring out the script and the story they want to tell and, and also finding a director. They had the one director that dropped out. They're still searching for a director for this, uh, thus uh, resulting in the movie being delayed uh, almost a full year to September 6, 2024 from November 3rd, 2023. Deadpool 3 now kind of taking its spot. It'll be released uh, or, or actually, that, that the November slot a year later, November eighth, twenty twenty four. That was originally going to be coming out in September. Uh, the the other uh, interesting dates that were moved around: Fantastic Four now coming out February fourteenth, twenty twenty five. So that was originally in that November twenty four slot that now Deadpool's moving to, and then Avengers Secret Wars, which was originally supposed to come out in. Uh, November of 2026 or 2025. Uh, sorry, too many dates, guys. This is this is just like a, a mess as always. You'd think maybe the solution here would be to not announce the dates ahead of time, uh, like they do with this big slate. Oh, here are the next five date, five years worth of dates for of of these MCU movies, and they never like seem to never actually be released. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, because technically it's not me because I'm not one of them. But uh, it's the fans' fault. It's the fans' fault that it happens yeah. because whenever they do one of these, like because uh, of San Diego Comic Cons, or Justin's or, turning or, heel on you, it's all the no, fans' no, no. fault. Bro, it is because like every time you have a Comic Con 
or like a D23 and you're not announcing all kinds of crazy shit, everybody gets in an uproar and starts complaining because like, hey, yeah. will, because, hey, they didn't announce enough or they didn't announce the one thing I wanted them to announce. They just complain all the time. If it was me, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I know D23 is like their own thing, like for their company or whatever. So like, I would be uh, okay with that a little bit. Like, because like, hey, I got to do something because it's um, D23 and it's our thing. So like, maybe we just save stuff for that. But if I'm these people, I don't go to Comic-Con no more. I mean, why? Like DC, the DC universe got just complained about the entire time because they didn't have bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. They didn't announce you know? Superman. They didn't announce this. They it's didn't like, do you, that. Like, so, that, so like, look, just listen. <laughs> if they didn't do, if the MCU didn't do what they did, like set up their plan, people would do nothing but complain even more. So like, I, it is, it's the fans' fault that they're having to go out here and show you their plan for the next couple of years and drop some of these like movies and everything else. That, Five yeah, years exactly. late. Yeah. But things happen in life, man. Like you, you never know. Like plans change, uh, pal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have people that get sick or die or something like that in between these things. It's not perfect. Things are going to happen. Uh, I actually think that is, I would rather them take their time like with blade. So like as a fan, I'm happy they're doing what they're doing. If they're having issues and having problems, Look, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, the Blade movie out of all these movies that are coming out besides the Fantastic Four, I think Fantastic Four has a lot of pressure on it because all the other Fantastic Four movies kind of suck. Like not like the not every one of them is the shittiest movie ever made, but they're not that great. So like I think that movie has pressure on it. And this movie right here has a lot of pressure because of the total opposite reason. The first original Blades, at least the first two movies, are really good people liked them overall like they enjoyed them and had fun with them you know what i'm saying they started falling off the rails start, starting with like three or whatever but the first two movies were actually received really well a lot of fans like it so they got the pressure on the opposite end if they're going to put out a blade movie it better be at least to equal standards of the first original blade that's already been out there and that's a lot of pressure to be put on there like you can't just go out here and put out some crap movie that people's going to complain and say like, well, the first one was better than this one right here. So yeah, yeah you got okay. the opposite. Bring back, uh, bring back Wesley Snipes. Cause this stinks, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's I don't yeah. think the actors, I think them getting a the story together for it because like they're in this weird world of the MCU. Now they got to kind of make it sense that, you know, back then they could just make a movie about a dude killing vampires like you were talking about. But in this movie, they can't just like make a movie with vampires yeah. And in a world that's like hasn't really shown to have vampires yet, right? Because like even though uh Marvel technically helped and did stuff with uh Morbius, for instance, that's the first part or for, for first effort we've seen with like a vampire style character, like in any of these things. And it's not technically part of the MCU, it's part of like the Sony universe over there. So that, that's totally different. So that's one of the things you gotta look at. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, like, you also got to keep in mind with the stuff that, you know, as you were saying, plans change, and sometimes just stuff happens, and making a movie is extremely difficult. I, I, I don't, I, you know, see some of these comments on the internet, and it's like, I, I don't think you people understand the amount of work that goes into these things, especially a movie uh, in the MCU, which has millions and millions of dollars going into its budget for every single project, you know? And so like, I think people get whiny and complainy and are entitled, but uh, the, those, those people, uh, you know, 
toss them into working on a crew on any of these movies and see how last they how long they last, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, any any other thoughts on on this? I guess the only other yeah. thought I have is uh, that uh, it's it's interesting to see that originally we were supposed to get two Avengers movies in one year. We were supposed to get Kang uh, Dynasty in May and then the Secret Wars in November. But now Secret Wars being moved to May the following year. I kind of remember this happening with Infinity War and Endgame. Like, I think it was originally just called uh, Infinity Gauntlet Part 1 and Infinity Gauntlet Part 2, and they were both going to come out the same year. Uh, and then they eventually got moved, and we, we, we got Infinity War and then Endgame. So I kind of feel like this is a similar scenario where it's like, yeah, you, even if they say we're going to get two Avengers movies in one year and everybody gets excited, I don't ever see that happening because... Number one, it it takes a lot to to you know, as I was saying, to go into this and like those poor, you know, you see that the articles about it, the poor like animators that have to spend hours and hours on this stiff stuff and are time crunched and overworked and everything. I can't even imagine they see that there's two Avengers movies in one year and they go, Oh god, that's just a gonna be a nightmare. That's so many characters to animate, you know. Uh so I I'm actually I think uh I'm glad a little, I prefer that a little more that we're getting that a year. They're getting those Avengers movies a year apart from each other, you know, cause that all, the other thing I would say about it is that it gives the fans more time to speculate. Like, remember all the freaking hype in between Endgame and infinity war, everybody like what happened with the, the snap, you know, like it was just fan theories and speculation and, uh, MCU being as good as they are keeping all that under wraps and everything. It's just, uh, I think it's more exciting for the fans. Yeah, but uh, let's move on. We'll talk uh, kind of uh, along these same lines. Uh, we've talked about Deadpool three and how excited we are for that on this show before. But uh, one person that is not so excited will not be making an appearance in, in Deadpool three is E.J. Miller as uh, Weasel. Uh, he will not be in Deadpool three. Uh, his he is claiming that uh, Ryan Reynolds apparently hates him. And the, some of the comments here, uh, he describes an awkward onset moment between himself and Ryan Reynolds on the Adam Carolla show. Uh, he said there was a, a, a drastic difference in the change of Ryan Reynolds character as a person, not the character Deadpool, but the actor himself in between the first and the second one, uh, claiming that he kind of uh, got a little bit of an ego and turned into a bit of a hothead because of the success of the first movie. Uh, and uh, basi basically describing this incident here to Adam Carolla, uh, he said, I, I got a lot, the quote here is, I got along with him a lot better in the first Deadpool because he wasn't a huge, huge movie star. Find that interesting. Miller explained that he loves Reynolds as a comedian, but he felt that Reynolds has changed after the phenomenal success of the first film. The quote here again, would I work with him again? No, I would not work with him again. But I've said that about Michael Bay, and now we're friends, and I would work with him again. But I think Michael Bay is different. He goes on here and continues and says, it's weird that he hates me. And he describes this moment. We had a really weird moment on Deadpool where he said, let's do one more take. And then as the character, he was horrifically mean to me, as, a, as if I'm Weasel. You know, he was like, you know what's great about you, Weasel? You're not the star, but if you do just enough exposition so that it's funny, and that we can leave and get back to the real movie. Miller referred to the per perpetrated incident as not a great experience and recalled himself and other members of the film's team being unsure of how to respond. 
Miller, who said that he never asked Reynolds about the moment, asked that he doesn't wish the franchise ill, but would have no intention of returning. Although he also implied that he was not asked to return for Deadpool 3. Filmmaker Sean Levy's forthcoming film is set to mark the franchise entry into the MCU. So uh, this is, I don't know, I'm kind of on two sides on this, Justin. On one end, I'm like, okay, Ryan Reynolds was in character. So he's saying all this stuff technically in character. So there's kind of that. And it's like, you're you're always the guy that says everything's a work, right? So maybe he was just making a joke in character uh, and... TJ took offense to that, but uh, I think a lot of times you'll see this with, with certain actors uh, on, on set, and it's too bad when you have these kinds of conflicts, but um, you never know. As he says, he, he used to have this kind of relationship with Michael Bay, and then he, he's, he's worked with him again. So, um, Justin, thoughts on Ryan Reynolds and uh, TJ Miller's feud here? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it does kind of suck because he's been in the first two movies, you know, as a funny bartender kind of guy at that one place that so they all kind of like meet up here and there and stuff. And he's done things and, he, and he's a funny guy, whatever. But like at the same time, like, man, don't be giving me like, especially when you're in the actors, don't be over here acting like someone's like. <clears throat> all right. So, of course, Ryan Reynolds has got a big ego. The dude's fucking Deadpool. You know what I'm saying? He's made millions of dollars playing this character, and he was even famous before that. But now he's even that more was the famous point. I was because of Deadpool. Make, like, like, I so feel like he's a big star before he's yeah, saying he's, he's, he's going to have a, a he's going to have an ego, dude. Like yeah. this is how Hollywood works. Like, what does TJ yeah. Miller think it is? I guarantee you that TJ Miller, like, I don't know, I ain't never met the dude, but I guarantee you, like, he's got a, uh, an, like, for instance, if me and TJ Miller was hanging out, he'd have a way bigger ego than I've got. Right. Because like right. he's been in movies and stuff and he's, you know, semi-famous. He's not the most famous actor out there, but he's been in movies and he's a funny guy. He's a comedian, whatever. And uh, whatnot. Like so like if me and him was hanging out at a bar together, he's going to have ego, too. He's going to act that. a little different. Like well, it is. He works it is, in the but, industry. Yeah. yeah. But and, you, and you kind of have to have that. Man, check that yeah. shit at the door, dude. Check yeah. that shit at the door. I don't care <laughs> like what Ryan Reynolds did or said or whatnot or whatever. This is like, like you, you gotta go in and you gotta do a job. Like, and if yeah. you don't want to you, you get I, he's getting I don't I ain't gonna sit here and whine and cry over some guy that thinks he was getting treated a little bad whenever I get treated bad by like a job that like where it's not even my employees or whatever. Everybody's pretty cool and stuff like that. Uh, but like, bro, like some Karen comes into the store, and starts yelling. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, a person comes in the comes into the place and everything else, and like uh, starts raising hell and disrespecting me. Yeah. I don't even know who they are and stuff like that. Like that's the kind of stuff. Like, bro, get out of here, dude. Like, you got to deal with a little bit of uh, crap from Ryan Reynolds or whatever. But like. You know what? What if Ryan Reynolds had a bad day? What not? Whatever. Like it's it is what yeah. it is. And I think that maybe they made the movie without him. They kind of wanted to go like a different route. Maybe there's a reason why they didn't want to have this character in there. I They're actually not the think, universe anymore. Yeah. I actually think that it's kind of funny. He's just now saying this. There's already been two movies, and then like on the third one, he doesn't get asked to be back. And now he's running his mouth about it. Now it's a big deal. Like, bro, why <laughs> yeah. wasn't this a big deal right after the first movie was made? Or during the second movie when the filming was happening, why didn't you come out and say like, oh, bro, he hurt my feelings because he was saying a bunch of mean shit. Like, why didn't you say that during the time that it happened? And why did you wait in this time when it seems like, oh, yeah. wait, you, you know what? 
I getting kind of screwed. I'm getting left out of this movie, and now you're mad about it. So get out of here, bro. Like, go out there, get you some uh, Frosted Flakes. You know, you don't <laughs> yeah. have a good time because you can still eat sugar, and I can't. You can afford it. I mean, like, it's. I, I'm so sorry, T.J. Miller, and all those millions of dollars you made off those those Deadpool movies. Like, I feel so bad for you. What's up, Haskell? How you been doing, man? Up, like, hey, you too. Oh yeah, how about them Yankees? But yeah, I, speaking of Ryan Reynolds. Uh, we have we we did have some more positive news about Ryan Reynolds, uh, who went on uh, uh, social media Monday and announced that he and Colin Hanks are working on a nonfiction film about the late great John Candy. I'm down with uh, this. Yeah, after Candy's name began trending on Twitter ahead of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles 4K re-release. Uh, it, the quote from Reynolds saying, with John Candy trending, I'll just say that I love him, Reynolds45 wrote on Twitter, of his fellow Canadian national treasure, quote, so much so that at Maximum Effort is working on a documentary on his life with Colin Hanks, except tears. Man, I am so happy to hear this. I am a massive fan of John Candy and very sad, very tragic that he left this world so soon in his career, uh, despite giving us many, many classic films where he just makes you laugh so hard that you're crying tears uh, in, in many, many different roles from Uncle Buck to, uh, you know, Spaceballs to Planes, Trains and Automobiles to The Great Outdoors. I mean, this guy was just a, a legend in, in comedy and in, in film, and I am really looking forward to seeing a documentary on his life. Uh, which I'm sure will be uh, will make you laugh and will most likely make you cry at the end, um, given hit the the tragic end of of the late great John Candy. So um, really, really, really happy to hear this news, uh, uh, Justin. What do you think? Don't have a lot on this. It's like John Candy deserves a document a documentary like about his life or whatever because like he is was a great actor and stuff. He put himself out there. There's a lot of things you can go on probably can put together a pretty interesting story. I, I'd be curious to know if it's going to be a documentary just, you know, where you have the facts and stuff of John Candy's life and they kind of go over things and maybe show some footage of him behind the scenes here and there. Or is it going to be like an actual like a uh, bio style movie where it's a biopic kind of thing uh, where you have someone play John Candy and it's like kind of fictional, but supposed to be true at the same time kind of deal. So I don't know what they're going to do there. But, no, I mean, you said uh, documentary on his life. So I, I think it's yeah. probably going to be Colin Hanks narrating and sort of maybe, you know, going through and maybe interviewing some people. I wouldn't be surprised if they got like Steve Martin and some of these other guys in there, uh, Rick Moranis, maybe to do to do like interviews but, talking but about not- him. Right. There's yeah. not a lot to say here. He's just a great, uh, I think John Candy, he's, he's a great guy. Like, uh, didn't really hear a lot of bad stuff while he was doing, you know, all his acting and stuff like that back in the day and probably deserves to have a documentary about his life. And, uh, uh, when he gets done, uh, he's an interesting enough guy. I'll probably watch it overall. So like, that's it. Not a lot to yeah. say there, to be honest. For sure. Uh, moving on to our next topic. This, this is going to be a fun one to discuss, I think. Uh, astrophysicist, this is this, 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 uh, Neil, DeGra- Neil deGrasse Tyson has given his thoughts on the recent the, the blockbuster film Top Gun Maverick. Uh, for one, let's stop it right there. This ain't recent. The damn movie's been out since the beginning of the year. <laughs> it's probably still playing in some theaters yeah, out there, is. for God's sakes, dude. It's almost been like a year being out in the movie money. theaters, for God's sakes. So, like, get out of here, bro. I ain't been. Yeah, the, the recent success, but like, <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's see what he's got to say. Recent this- success of Top Gun Maverick. Well, 
he he does his usual Neil deGrasse Tyson thing here, where he's he goes on to completely point out all of the scientific flaws behind Top Gun Maverick. Uh, according to Tyson, Tom Cruise's iconic character would not have made it past the opening plane stunt. Before and then in the movie, before Maverick goes back to Top Gun, he makes a living flying experimental planes and pushes himself to hit Mach 10.5 in a last-ditch effort to prove his superiors wrong and ends up having to eject. But according to Tyson, the ace pilot should have faced a grisly death as soon as he exited the plane. Uh, Tyson tweeted on Sunday, quote, Maverick ejects from a hypersonic plane at Mach 10.5 before it crashed. He survived with no injuries. At that airspeed, his body would splatter like a chainmail glove swatting a worm. Wow. He also added, at supersonic speeds, air cannot smoothly part for you. You must pierce it, which largely accounts for the difference in fuselage designs between subsonic and supersonic planes. For this reason, the air on your body, if ejecting at these speeds, might as well be a brick wall. Basically, according to Tyson, the film would all have been over before it even really begun. Uh, he goes on and explains more uh, geeky, nerdy details here that I'm not going to get into. But uh, needless to say, hey, Neil, it's a fucking movie! Come on, I totally man. Agree, man. This guy needs to shut the hell up. I mean, for <laughs> real, like, let's be honest here. Like, let's say we just got through talking about the John Candy uh, document uh, documentary that could be done, right? And, like, let's say during that movie they were to say John Candy wasn't funny or John Candy wasn't a good actor. Like, that would be something for you to get out on the tweets and everything else and start saying, like, oh, this is bull crap. How dare like, they? This is, yeah, this is fucking horrendous legend. and everything else. Like, I would understand it. But for you to be such a geek about something like this, <laughs> knowing it's a movie, dude. Like, in the movie Commando, Arnold doesn't run out of bullets for, like, 20 minutes, dude, shooting the same goddamn gun, like, nonstop. Where was your complaints about that, man? Almost every action movie has the dumbest crap ever. Look, let's be honest here. Like, Fast and the Furious is one of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, things that I have to complain about this, but I don't like get on the tweets and start like bashing something that other people love. There's a lot of fans out there. Obviously, the movies make money, but because they got a stupid ass, like, I guess, like a magnet that can actually like uh, think for itself and knows when yeah. you turn it on, like only to grab certain things. Like the magnet's magnet. a psychic. It's yeah. got ESP or something. Like, get out of here, bro. But like, there's a lot of movies out there. Every movie that's fictional has like the dumbest crap in it. If you really break it down and look at it, like that's just how it is. This movie, they want to add some excitement. So they get like, you know, Tom Cruise to go do something crap, like crazy ass junk, man, that people just want to love. This movie's made millions. You know what, Neil? Maybe your problem is, is like you ain't made a movie that's even came close to making as much movie as Top Gun Maverick. Maybe you crying over spilled milk. Maybe, you know, instead of being a grown man and just going at home and lying in the bed and getting you some sleep. No, bro, you crying into your little pink covered pillow or whatever. Like, why can't I make a movie that's so good, that's good as Tom Cruise did with Top Gun Maverick? Because you ain't did shit. I can't even remember, remember one thing this dude's even done in a movie, for God's Some sake. documentary? Like, listen, I don't know. Like, listen, I'm just saying, keep your mouth to yourself. It's stupid. It's dumb for bringing up and trying to, like, knock out this or say something negative. I mean, to be honest with you, he probably did it on purpose because he knows that, like, other people would say something. It would make the news because this guy's out here, like, trying to, like, crap on Top Gun Maverick, which is one of the biggest uh, movie. Uh, Probably on the greatest of movie of 2022. 
Probably, I mean, not even that, but like you got to look at it. One of the biggest shockers, nobody thought it would do even close to the money it ended up making and staying in the theaters for as long as it did, like it did what it did. But you know what? When I go and watch a movie like Top Gun Maverick, I ain't bringing out my science book, bro. I'm not bringing it out. I don't give a crap. Like, who cares? Like, I'm watching a movie. It's got uh, drama going on. It's got action going on. There's jets flying. I don't give a crap. Why are you sitting there watching the movie? caring about that like i said there's all kinds of movies that you could go complain about especially in the action like area and space like we were talking about you know horror movies doing it bro bro there's supernatural crap going on in those movies like that don't really happen man like how about Jason gravity Voorhees how about fucking Sandra- years at the bottom of a lake and then he yeah. can come out and start killing everybody uh, you, my, you know, Michael Myers. Well, Michael Myers is more realistic. So let's we'll jump on Friday, the, uh, not Friday the Thirteenth, but like, uh, and the dudes that got me all like messed up now. Then got everything Nightmare on Elm Street, right? So like, home dude gets burnt for like killing kids, and then he comes back in their dreams to like get revenge. Like, come on, bro, get out of here. Like, of course, there's gonna be a lot of things in the movie that ain't real. The only shows that I need to hear this from is shows that people go watch because they turn their channel to them to watch them on purpose. And that's those like factor fiction kind of shows, right? Like here goes something that happened in the movie. Could you really be done? Like that's this them describing stuff. They're not yeah, trying the to like run their mouth. Kind of they yeah. Try, yeah, they ain't trying to run their mouth. This dude right here, I don't even know why his mouth open, bro. I don't even know why he's even talking. I don't even know why this is a news story, to be honest with you. Because this dude right here, like, bro, come on, Dad, get at it. It's a news story because the internet exists and he's trying to get a rise out of people. And he doesn't know how to have a good time at the movies and go and just be entertained and stuff his face with popcorn. He'd rather sit there with his little notebook and make little notes about how how wrong it is. I'm not like a Maverick lover. That's a movie I still haven't seen yet. Like, I haven't even seen the movie. (laughs) But it's just dumb and asinine for someone to come out and say some things negative about a movie that he's not in. You know what I'm saying? And to say like, oh, oh, this right here could no shit. It couldn't happen. Everything you've ever seen in an action movie is not going to happen the way it happens. All the Marvel movies, every one of them, none of that stuff's going to happen. A goddamn rat chewed its way into a van and happened to happen to walk on the right button to turn on the thing so Ant-Man can come back and like. Let's don't even talk about the fact that a battery in a vehicle sitting there for that long wouldn't even be enough to power the damn truck cranking, but yet it was able to still power this like huge technological thing that like shoots Ant-Man out of it. Like, come on, bro. There's a lot more things that you could be going off on than Top Gun Maverick. I guarantee you Maverick, besides like one or two little spots, is more accurate than like a lot of other things we've seen. Oh, I'm sure. And plus, it's Tom Cruise, who is, uh, in fact, superhuman because he has the power of Scientology and all those theremins running through his body uh, that uh, make him invulnerable to to death, basically. So, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, let's discuss uh, a couple We Man, things really getting moved around in the release schedule these days. Uh, and one of those being uh, Dune Part 2, which will now be released two weeks earlier. Uh, was originally supposed to be uh, out on November 17th, coming up this, ne- this next year, 2023, uh, but will now hit theaters on November 3rd, 2023. So not a huge uh, difference here in, in two weeks, but uh, hey, I'm pumped to see Dune Part 2 two weeks early because, you know, man, I love the first one. 
you know what's going to happen. All the Dune lovers are going to be out there like, oh, baby, two weeks. They're moving it up, baby. They're not pushing it back. Oh, that must mean it's going to yeah, be the greatest. Two weeks early. Oh, yeah. Because they're Let's so go. happy about it. Two weeks. They're moving. They're, they're so happy. They're going to release it go. earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. Guess what, guys? It's probably going to suck because the first one sucked. You know, this is wow. not a popular opinion right How here. How dare you? But the first one should have been called Doodoo Part 1 because, like, that's what I thought it was. That, like, let's talk about a movie that set up a bunch of crap that never even really happened. We had a heart-wrenching scene. Part 1, you fucker. Dude, you heart, man. We had a heart-wrenching scene. A, no, part two for stuff I'm to happen. talking about the movie as a whole in that movie. Like, the stuff that happened in that film. I get it. We haven't seen the whole story, but I've seen all the whole story for the part one part. So, like, you have a father and a son in, in like, a graveyard of, like, fallen family victims and stuff. And they're all, like, making this big deal about dad. I don't know if I could be able to do it. And the dad's, like, great, great speech. This is a beautiful scene. It even looked beautiful. The scenery was awesome. They're probably in Scotland somewhere out there doing the thing and all that. So, it like, looked beautiful and everything when they were sitting here discussing this. And then, like, later in the movie, like, when something happens and they know his dad's died and uh, he's going to have to take – uh, control and his mom gives him this ring that signifies if you put it on that you're taking the power he doesn't have this like gut-wrenching moment of oh man i don't know if i want to do it or not like this is one of those things i was just talking to my dad about like it was like oh i'm putting on the ring that's what happened bro and yeah. then they made that family like look so much of a badass look the bad the ultimate bad guys in this was so scared of how powerful these guys were and what good of a military minds that they were, that they went and got help from another group of folks because they didn't think that they could take them out on their own. Yeah. Okay. So like they set that up and then the battle happens, which is only like 10 minutes of the movie, the battle happens. And like, they look like the biggest idiots. They look like the biggest idiots of all time. Like, Oh my, they literally took down a shield and got beaten like 10 minutes, like got overtaken. And the problem with that is invading them. The problem with that is is like if it was a they were put in an area that that was the whole point, is that they were put in this. That's my problem with it, Dagan. They knew they were being set up. They knew they were being set up. So then at that point, because you knew that, you get better prepared for God's sakes, especially if you're supposed to be the greatest war minds of all time, right? Like this, I'm just saying. You build it up like they badass, and then they got, look, they got freaking bushwhacked out of the Royal Rumble, baby. That's how fast yeah. they got thrown out of there. And it's like, that to me was like, you build it up to be oh, like, oh my God, this telling. is so awesome. You haven't seen Bro, part two. storytelling, Dagan. You can't build up an army to be like the greatest army of all time and then have them get beat even when they know they're they're getting set up. They knew it. They were put like in a you, fucking spot. They couldn't win. That was the whole point. They were put in a no-win scenario. Well, then what, you do things to it's, make it more of a win. of the story. Damon, you make things happen that lets you survive another 10 minutes, okay? Like, come on, bro. Like, you know what's going to happen. They knew it was coming. It's part of the story. It's part of the evolution of the story. Wait till this fucker gets to the worm people and then comes with, back with his army of worms and fucking murders Listen, everybody. I'll watch like, part two just because, like I said earlier, there's a lot of beautiful like scenes. Uh, if you like cinematography, awesome. Amazing. Cinematography on that movie is real good. I like the sounds. I like the uh, effects and everything else when they did happen in the movie. Like, I'm sorry, but the writing... And the damn and, and a couple of acting things was not that great in that movie. What? It was not as good as what people tried to say. fucking but crazy. How, how, is, how, how am I outnumbered here? 
Paris well, Campbell, I mean, help me defend Dune. You probably hated it as well. Never mind. Get the fuck out of here. That's <laughs> an assumption. That's an assumption, yeah. sir. I actually made two assumptions. I I said, help, come in here and help me defend. Listen, man, said, I'm just saying, probably they made it. this movie look like the greatest, like it was the second coming of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie of all time. No, no, I'm, I'm, not saying you did. I'm not saying you did, Dagan. This ain't about you. This is a okay. lot of other people right. about here crying in the movie theaters. It was so good. Bro, get the hell out of oh, here. People do now. that. They well, go to know, the like, also to the, Dagan, the greatest you know, movie of all time or the worst Dagan, movie Dagan. of all time. It's a great movie. And we're also speaking to the man who has no cinematic culture. You're talking about a man who well, watched Zombies of the Dead. Sure. This is a good movie. Uh, yeah, I never said film. that movie was good. No, I never uh, said I just said I watched it. I didn't say you it know was good. what? Shut up, Justin. Okay. All right. Dune was phenomenal. Okay. And also, to you, the reason it was phenomenal, too, is that the movie was half of the first book. Like, we only got on half of the first book. No, I so get that. Yeah, so I like here's that. the thing. The reason Justin, the reason people's hype were about it is it was it was like any other book adaptation. It was an extremely popular book series. It was famously said, This is the the unadaptable. You can't adapt this book. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's unadaptable. It, you can't do it. They tried to do it in the 80s with David, David Lynch. Lynch. They tried. Yeah. People didn't love it. People were like, see, you didn't adapt it properly. The biggest Again, problem though is like they 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 had you, you can't do like uh, great effects and stuff back then, like you can now. So that's one of the biggest problems. The day. What are you talking started. about, Justin? Didn't you see the effects in Star Wars? Fucking Terminator. Like Terminator. Hey, Let me tell you. Listen now. Come on, guys. Jurassic Park. Oh, come on, guys. What this Dune came out in like '85. Like that's yeah, but they, 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 they didn't have George Lucas, man. They didn't have George Lucas. Yeah, but they had they had all the equipment he used, all the techniques. Yeah. You think you think people in Hollywood don't steal from each other? I mean, I ain't look. I ain't trying to defend the '80s movie. It's trash too. I'm just saying right now. I'm saying, wow. like, it was it was the, the unadaptable, Listen, and then when it was adapted, it's, it's a phenomenal film. The, I'll give the, the sound design, this. the sound mixing, the storyline is. I got the soundtrack. Don't Jeez. even get me started on that Listen, soundtrack. I'm gonna, that is like, I'm gonna tell you. Look, I, I said it. I admitted that was great. I admitted the cinematography yeah. was great. But let me tell you something now. The I'll give y'all this. The first example I used could be a storytelling mechanism for later, right? Like he didn't, they didn't really dramatize it because like in the second movie, there's going to be this big moment of when he's really going to have to be, Thank you, like he's really going to have to be this like big, huge, like decision about really being the leader and everything else. Right. Like I can see where y'all have a point there, but my point about the damn military and how they got that butt whooped and handed to him like that quickly it's just disgusting. That is not good storytelling. I don't even care if the book made it like that. The book, the person that wrote the book, you never make a military out to be like, oh, this is they're the smartest and the best and the strongest. And like, even oh, because the military has never been outsmarted like that in the history of the fucking planet, Justin. That's never the happened before. That, listen, the problem uh -huh. with that is, Dagan, hold on. The problem with that is, is if this would have been a total surprise maneuver where they didn't think they thought they were. The total opposite of what, like what you were saying, right? If this house thought that they were getting put in a good situation, right? Oh, oh, we're getting sent there because of how great we are, and and they're giving us all this power and everything else. If that would have been the case, and then this would have happened, I'd have been fine with it because you get complete caught off guard. You thought you were like made, you know what I'm saying? You thought you were in the best position. They literally knew what was going they to happen. They were, they were forced into it. If they had tried to fight back from this no-win scenario that they were put into, 
they would have been fucking destroyed right. even earlier. Right. So they a bunch of idiots then because like, let me tell you something. I live where a bunch of hurricanes come hit, right? The hurricanes come. Who's the idiot, okay? Justin? The hurricanes let me are ask coming. You that. I don't just sit About there that. and don't make any changes. I don't like uh, not make my defenses around my home or whatnot any better. I don't just sit around. There's a hurricane coming. I know it. Right. I get I, I go out there if I needed to and I board up windows or I put sandbags in front of the door so the water don't get in or okay. anything like that. So let me correct that. They didn't do it's... none of that. They didn't do none of that, dude. Like, but what if you were coming? What if you were forced out of your fucking castle that you had or for your for the preparation for the hurricane? And instead, somebody came in and said, no, you have to outlast this hurricane in this fucking cardboard box over here that we're going to put you in. make the cardboard box stronger however you can. If it's just going out. Wait, what what cardboard box? Justin is is trying trying to uh, shit on the fact that the army in Dune uh, lost so quickly and so easily. Yeah, it it was an ambush. They weren't expecting it. No, they were expecting it. And that's the problem. They knew they were being set up. Like the leader even said so himself. No, they were, like, they were that forced that into we're no, into a no win scenario. No, no, Justin, they, they were forced into a rock and a hard place. He was yeah. either, and, and that's what happened. But you that's put why... more rocks there to make it a little harder. You don't just like, oh, well, we're we're in a bad spot, guys. Justin, you know, that's, like, Justin why do you this, think Oscar Isaac committed suicide? I'm sorry, but the hurricane cane analogy is perfect. That's what Justin, I was saying, Ferris. Like, Justin, is, this uneducated, Look, this uneducated fuck here it wow, doesn't realize that there's there's shit that happens in the history of the world. This uneducated fool, Justin. You know, what, Justin, <laughs> Justin. I know you love you love to read, right, Justin? I know you love to read, right? Look, here's the thing: Tampa the just got hit by a major hurricane, right? Okay. You are you're in that rock in a hard place. You're in that position. That you probably can't save your house, but you want to, right? You don't just go, well, we're we're in a bad situation. I'm not going to do anything to even try. No, you're going to go out there and you're going to do what you can to get prepared. And then you're going to get out of harm's way and you're going to come back. They knew the hurricane was coming and they didn't do anything. They literally just said, well, we're in a bad spot here. We're not really going to be able to do anything. Like, but what if the hurricane hits shield? a day early when you're not prepared? What if the hurricane hits a day yeah. early? What if, yeah, what if you're, what if like the meteorologist told you the hurricane is coming Thursday? On Saturday, Saturday, and then on Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah coming on Saturday. You're preparing for Saturday's hurricane, and then boom, the hurricane hits you on a, on a Thursday. On Thursday. You're not ready yet. They were getting ready, and then the emperor who gave them that 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 planet who gave him that planet gave that planet and said I gave him the planet already attacked it and included with Stellan Skarsgård's character right so they knew they knew they gave they knew him the planet up, for the but attack but they didn't know the specifics but, yeah exactly but they know yeah. the specifics so they knew they were being attacked but they didn't know when so they were preparing regardless so that as the, in the preparations they proceed to get attacked that's what happened and guess what, that's what you, know, you know you know how I know it, it, it they knew they were in a low win situation. If they, if he knew he could have won somehow, Oscar Isaac would, character wouldn't have committed suicide. He would have found a way to escape, but he committed suicide with the cyanide pill and spitting in Stellan Skarsgård's face, in which incapacitated him. So that's why they had to throw him back in the goo. So they did actually do something. Yeah, but it was yeah. just like the, the last kind of thing that they had. And Justin, and the point I'm getting at is, it's not going to matter. When motherfucker comes back with his worms, in the story, Justin, it's not about 
No, but it's not about Oscar Isaac's character because in the story is Paul. Oh, I can't believe his name is fucking Paul. Um, like out of out of all the names, all in the, the world, name. named him Paul. Um, Paul, Paul Atreyu, right? Timothy Chalamet's character. He is the catalyst to everything because either he's the thing that happens. I've never read the books, right? So, but I've gone from the gleaming of the movie. Paul's either going to be salvation or destruction. Right. He is, that's who he is. You know, the, the weird looking ladies, them ladies are trying to see, is he the one? The is he the people. one? Yeah. Yeah. Is he the one? And, you know, and the people from, uh, what's the, you no, know what? I want to watch they, Dune they tonight. They look like some punk. Bro, that, that. Paul is that Jason. Guy, that Paul guy. Either he brings salvation. That skinny ass little dude, Timothy Chalamet, is going to come right in on a giant fucking worm, and it's going to be the most epic shit you've ever seen. So uh, that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. We should probably move on before the show goes three hours here uh, and, and talk about another movie that's being moved up, uh, and that is, uh, or actually not uh, not moved anywhere other than it's going to be released earlier than originally anticipated. We weren't quite sure about the Netflix release of the new Knives Out, Ryan Johnson, uh, the uh, the Internet's favorite director, uh, his new movie, a sequel to his uh, his fr the first Knives Out. This one's going to be called Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Uh, and it will be debuting in theaters uh, uh Almost a full month before it gets released on Netflix, uh, it will be. It will have a sneak preview run in 600 theaters domestically, making its mark as the first Netflix film to uh, debut across all three major U.S. theatrical chains, AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. So I could probably go see this uh, at my local Cinemark, which is a 45-minute drive. It doesn't sound too local, but um, it will debut globally on Netflix December 23rd. So. Uh, this is interesting. This is, I think, pretty big because it's it's the first like big Netflix release to to get a, a wide, almost a wide release like this. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting one to note. I don't know if if people are that hyped for a Knives Out two or a different Knives Out mystery. Uh, I know that uh, Ryan Johnson is a very polarizing filmmaker, and you either love him or you hate him. Mostly based no, on I don't. Every movie he's made besides like the star dipping his toes in the Star Wars has been like well received and almost loved. Like the original Knives Out is awesome. This makes sense to put this movie in the movie theaters. It even made sense, I guess, for Netflix to go and throw a bunch of money at this dude to like make a second one and everything else, which is fine. It's a smart move overall. But yeah, like I, I don't agree with that. Ryan Johnson, just because he made uh the best movie out of the actual sequel trilogy. But uh, got a lot of hate when he done it, just because like people didn't love the uh, the way that he told, like not even the way he told the story. They just didn't like it because like, oh man, like I was supposed to find out that that Snoke was 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 some like crazy Snoke like out of this world like yeah. story that I put in my head, or or Ray had to be a certain thing and it had to be revealed in this movie because they set it up in the first one. Well, for one, it's a trilogy. The middle one ain't supposed to answer any of your stupid questions. It's supposed to be the last yeah. film that answers all your questions. The middle film's just there, to be honest, is to get you to that third movie in the best way possible or in an interesting way possible. And with that being said, I thought he did a damn good job with it. Yeah. I mean, every movie's got a little bit of flaws, especially with like Star Wars. But like the thing about Star Wars is that you're into it because of lore and stuff. You're not into it because like it's got 
all these little things. It's like the most perfect ever. But I'm going to be honest with you. Ten years from now, The Last Jedi will not be known as the worst, especially sequel movie. And it might start even climbing up in people's rankings in Star Wars, to be honest. And uh, I actually hope Ryan Johnson... Uh, I think that they've been waiting a long time because of the fact of the last Jedi and because of the people on the internet getting stupid and crazy. But like, this. I actually hope that Ryan Johnson gets his like Star Wars movie that doesn't have to involve any of these characters that people just sit around and adore every second of their life. I'll say this, guys. Um, you know what Star Wars fans hated back in the day with a passion? The pre uh, prequels. No, no. Part of the original trilogy they did not like. The Ewoks. The Ewoks. Yeah. They hated the Ewoks. They hated their entire guts. They they despised them. Time convinced. There's an entire generation that loves Ewoks. Like the modern day Star Wars generation that, that's now taking over the fandom, you know, as 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 fandoms are, they kind of evolve as the way it is. Because now there's a big swath of prequel lovers. And now the prequels are a little beloved now because of now those kids are now the prominent fandom kids. Uh, they despise the Ewoks. Ewoks were like hated, right? And that's the thing with Star Wars. The Star Wars movies, they go in a cycle. Movie comes out, I hate this movie. Ten years down the road, it's one of the, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, dog. You know how many people hated the Render the Sith? Uh, the, the whole prequel tri trilogy. I mean, I hated it. Um, you know how many people was, hate the Attack of the Clones? Like Attack of the Clones is the weakest out of all. Okay, of, out of what the, do you think? I, it may not be you guys's, but what do you think is the most well-known one that people says, oh, this is my favorite out of all the Star Wars It's movies? the original. Empire no. Strikes Back. No, Empire it's, Strikes it's Back. It's universally considered. No, no. The, I see what you're saying, Ferris, yeah. but most of the time, if you ask people, a lot of people's biggest first one is going to be the Empire Strikes Back. That's going to rank at number one. I, I, no, honestly, I think that's incorrect. I think it's the original oh, one. One of those two. I think yeah. it's the original one. It's... it's uh. It's it, it has most of the the you know the reason that people say the 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 empire is that it's the famous scene, it's the famous no, scene of him saying I am your father. Yeah, but no no no. But, but here goes the thing about that. People know like, more. But people know more about uh, New but Hope. You, you know him up, staring at the two sons. You brought up let's the scene. Wait, I can bring up when people yeah. read when people watch that movie Empire Strikes Back the first time hated it. Oh man, you're telling me that like this dude that we think's a hero, Luke Skywalker, his dad is Darth Vader. Exactly. Oh, crazy! That's a bull crap. Like, oh my god. Oh, lo oh, nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe this is happening. Why would you do that and everything else? They didn't like it, and now it's, it. most people say is like their favorite one out of all of them. The Empire Strikes mm -hmm. Back, even with that scene being there, people love it, especially because you got to see like the. I have rest a question, of the guys. I have a question. Stuff. I've never seen Knives Out. Uh, the first one, um, pretty good. Is it is it pretty good? Like that good? Yeah. Should I watch it? No, that's great. Good enough to, yeah. to watch. Yeah, we did it for a double feature one time between that and Clue, and it was actually really fun to do. And Knives Out, um, yeah, was super awesome. Super. I good. got to see it in the drive-in actually, which was a lot of fun. I'll definitely be watching Knives Out too. It was that good. It was the first one was good enough, and Ryan Johnson doing the second one. It's got to be pretty close. It'd be a lot of the. Well, I know like the uh, the detective is going to be like the same person. It's got to yeah, be. It's, it's Benoit Blanc. Yeah. That's the connective yeah. tissue. Yeah. A whole different family, but it's Benoit Blanc. Yeah. But this thing too, like the reason it's on Netflix is that Netflix outbid the other studios. Like people act like, oh, like, oh, Netflix overpays. Like, no, nah, it was a bidding war. And Netflix just put the highest bid. It was like, it's like the, the famous D Dave Chappelle incident where it was like Dave Chappelle's getting $50 million for three stand up specials. It was like, $50 million? That's crazy. 
No, it's that people were bidding on his specials, and then Netflix just had the highest bid. So like, yeah. there's probably like I don't know how much money the yeah. the bid for Netflix was, but like there's somebody who had like about probably like ten million or like 10, 10 million or five million less than that. Because like that's what happens in Hollywood, man. Some people in Hollywood they just have money to blow. They just don't. They just need to get rid of it, and they'll find something to blow it on. Why well, I think Netflix is still around. They pay so much money to these random directors to make these great things. And how are they supposed to make money? Like, like they threw so much money at Ryan Murphy. He makes TV yeah. shows. How do you make money off of TV shows on Netflix? I'm confused here. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, you like, make money off the subscriptions, obviously, that people bring in and everything yeah, but else. Like, they've been but running like, in the red. Know, they've been throwing their money around way too much. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, well, all that money they pump into Stranger Things, like, it's crazy. Hey, you know what's funny about that, dude? I remember I remember the TV show Rome. It was a good show. It was like a really good show on HBO. And HBO said, we're pulling the plug after one season. I was like, why? Why? Why are you doing that? It's too expensive to make. It's, it was it was five million dollars because too back expensive. then they didn't have right, HBO five Max. million dollars. Five million back dollars then. too expensive. <laughs> back then, and then look, like bro. literally ten, like five to ten years after that, after that, Game of Thrones. That's yeah. a, that's a that's but a first here's the thing. This was crazy. They didn't no. have HBO Max at the time, or even no, HBO sh- at the time. no, Justin. Game of Thrones on. was on HBO proper. I know this. The first season. Let me get yeah. done. But they didn't have <laughs> with Rome happening. They didn't have all that stuff and TV. Wasn't as popular as it became uh, during. It's that always been time popular, period. dog. No, 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 dude. Look, movies has been the where the money goes for the longest period of time. Yeah, but it I'm saying the last like like five years. Yeah, like but, TV but, but TV's been popular. popular. You can name like a popular TV show live like stands the test of time. Yo, how many people still watch Friends, Sopranos, The Wire, Sopranos, Lost. The Wire. No, like uh, even X-Files. network TV. But Friends. guess what? X Files. what? Frasier. Simpsons. Girlfriends. Stuff that we got and back then, Friends was like, oh, we got the ratings. But technically, uh, uh, from advertisers for the channel, maybe you would get a decent amount of money for that. But like, you you just made a point earlier. Like, where they didn't really make money. People like, especially now, like they're yeah, they did. watching the show because they watched the show. No, they get it from advertisement. How was they making no. money back then? And Wait, these like, TV shows are way cheaper to make. Not like anymore, Justin. They're pumping finished. out twenty. They're pumping out thirty million dollars. Friends was like cheap as hell to make compared things. to Game of Thrones, dude. Friends was cheap as hell. Yeah, well, I, I see what Justin's saying though. Like, it, it actually it was Lost that really started this trend of uh, yeah. TV shows having movie uh, level budgets, and that was like two thousand four, two thousand five. I think it that ruined Lost. Season, so you know why? So you know how they ruined Lost? No, because yeah, because because um, uh, Damon Lindelof told ABC. I got five seasons of this show. Right. And they're like, cool. And he produces the first season. Everyone falls in love with it, it right? It's so popular. And that- ABC then orders three more seasons. And he's like, I don't have three more seasons. Well, actually, like, like, the story was that, yeah, he wanted to do it in in like five seasons. Yeah, and, five seasons. Or no, he wanted to do it in three. He wanted to do it in three seasons. And the studio said, no, it's so popular. You have to keep this going. Like, and yeah. he said, "Okay, what's a reasonable number of seasons? Oh, like ten. He's like, "No, no, no. I like, I, I can't do that many. I, I yeah. got to do three. That's why. And they, that's and what they I love, the middle yeah. of six. Exactly. So, that's that's like, what I love about him because he he produced the Watchmen show, right? And HBO was like, um, well, let's do the show. Um, and he's like, I got one season for you. And they're like, cool, one season's fine. Watchmen d- blows up, destroys everything, just blows up. And it was like, we need another season. And Lindelof's like, like, no, I'm no. out. Bye. 
This is what I want you to think about. We remember Game of Thrones towards the end, right? And all the big money and everything because of like the dragons and stuff like that. Like it really got inflated. Uh, and it might have been uh, made more even like from the beginning, but it didn't have that huge budget to it. You got to remember the first season, there's no dragons. Home, sure, yeah. Yeah, the first season, there's no dragons. Uh, That's what made the budget bigger. The dire the dragons. Like those kind of things, right? Like, so the budget wasn't super inflated until like two, three, four seasons down the road after but, it already became exactly. So, no, but his thing, the reason the budget increased is because they wanted to add dragons, but it's it was it had the same budget every single because they always went to the same like castles and shit. Like it's it was still the same spots, you know. Yeah, they always went back to um Prague for King's Landing, they went to Northern Ireland for Winterfell. And then in Iceland for the Beyond the Wall, like they went to the same spots every year. They reused the same. Oh, right, Greenland year. actually. Like, no, it was Iceland. It was Iceland. Was it? Yeah. Because it was wasn't it like the thing that Iceland was actually green and Greenland was ice. I don't know. Yes, no, it is. Yeah, Iceland is actually green and Greenland is actually ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, so like, and then they added more because they needed to add the dragons part of. The story that's why they had, yeah. To but add if the it. first season would have failed completely, they wouldn't know they would have stopped. But like, they actually, were like, the, oh, shit. the pilot failed, they had to reshoot the pilot three times. It, it, I get what Justin's going at here. It's like, it's interesting to look at. Like, it, if that season. show after two seasons didn't get as popular and massively over as it did, like, they wouldn't have gotten dragons because they wouldn't no. have stopped, they wouldn't have had the budget, but then they got. We're able to get the budget for it because but see, now in a lot of ways, I think TV has surpassed for the longest time for years. Movies were the thing. If you were a good actor, you were in movies like you didn't do TV shows. That was like a downgrade. It was almost like a punishment or something. Right. But for years now, I think that has kind of changed, man. Like uh, all these big series that are coming out are even bigger than some movies and stuff like that. And the way you can tell stories is even cooler because you got the time to really sink into it. So I really think that like overall things have changed. The dynamics changed. There's been more popularity or more talk a lot of times about a new show than there is about movies. Because no, because like, because here's what the movie you watch it once and then cool. But shows, it brings you back. Keep it going. Keeps yeah. you back. It keeps bringing you back. Damn, yeah, man. Yeah. We already crossed an hour. We got to move. I know. On. We're going time. a little over today, but we do have one last segment here that I wanted to get to, and uh, it's it's one for special uh, for this time of year, and it's called The Horror Show. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was, that was a, a thing that I, I put in there for our new segment called The all Horror right. Show. Well, we're going to start talking uh, about one of my favorite directors of all time. M. Night Shyamalan has announced that uh, he will have a new movie coming out April 5th, 2024. No further oh, details yes. were revealed on this. Uh, it's, the weekend. it's the weekend Don't. after Easter. No other wide releases are on schedule for that weekend. Um, yeah. But he also has, has a, another Universal release coming out on February 3rd, 2023, called Knock at the Cabin, starring Dave Batista. Jonathan Groff, Rupert Grant, Nikki Aluka Bird, and Ben Halston. Yep. Dave I don't Batista. need to know any yeah. details or nothing. This is one of my favorite directors of all time. Loved almost every one of his movies or whatever, except for that one time he tried to make a movie uh, for his kids. Uh, and, and because his kids. Avatar the last airbender. So, yeah, we, we didn't want to bring that up, Ferris. But besides <laughs> that, I'm going br- no, to bring it up because. 
you know, you know how like those old crusty men be like, this ruined my childhood, blah, 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 blah. That movie actually ruined my childhood. I was a child yeah, when I yeah, watched yeah, it. Bro. You, you know no, what? Like, you know what I think the, the, the best sound is to describe uh, anyone's, probably anybody's reaction to Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, 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 Diggin. It's not. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's this. Emotional damage. Yes, emotional damage from watching a film. Here goes the thing. Besides that, I don't want to get sidetracked. We're talking about these two new movies coming out. M. Night Shyamalan, one of my favorite directors of all time. He almost hits a spot. I am a person that doesn't love to go. Sometimes it's fun to do that. Like a Top Gun Maverick movie, go in there and get spoon fed. It's simple. You don't really have to think. You're just having a good time watching a movie. This kind of movie right here, though, I love M. Night Shyamalan. You know why? Because sometimes I like to go to a movie and like to try to use my brain, right? And he makes me use my brain every time I'll walk out the theater. Someone to say, what do you think about the movie? And he's consistently one of the biggest people. When I watch one of their movies, I've got to go process this. Like it's really super tough to watch an M night Shyamalan movie. In most cases, not saying it's every movie. Cause somebody could bring up an example of one movie. Oh, he's had some catalog, yeah. But like his movies, like go home but and actually or- think about what's going on. Like, what really is being told here? Like, I'm going to tell you right now, Ferris is going to be doing like a, a first time watch of the movie uh, Devil by M. Night Shyamalan pretty soon. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, that is sneakily one of the best movies for like, say, people of the Christian like religion to go watch. Because that movie literally breaks down uh, forgiveness better than any movie I've ever seen, even made by Christians. Like the best thing ever. Like there's just these underlying themes or underlying things that are going on in M. Night Shyamalan's like catalog that really brings it out. Really brings it out. Adelia's on it. Yeah, we got we got some some spamming going on. 69mega.com. I wonder what that's about. (laughs) Oh goodness. Uh, do you, you think that they watch? Do you think that they watch M Night Shyamalan movies, like even the really bad probably, ones, like probably like the happening? I like. I, I don't think M Night Shyamalan, besides the Avatar thing, get that out of the way. But besides <laughs> that, like I don't think he's made bad movies. I even really super enjoyed uh, crap uh, the happening. Yeah, you know, I know some about the lady in the water. Crap. This guy likes the happening. I, like, I, I like even like the lady of the water. I even like wow. that. And literally. Lady in the Water was an actual story that he was writing for his kids. He would write a little bit of it, and he'd go read it before bedtime, The Lady in the Water. Hey, uh, hey, Justin, you think M. Night Shyamalan should direct Dune 3 uh, in a few uh, years? Probably be better. Probably be better wow. than we get. Wow. To be honest with you, should have probably directed Dune 1, to be honest. Well, no, I know. Hell next, no. Let's, let's move on. Let's go to this next story here. Oh no. Which, uh, this one, I, I'm sure Justin is going to be even more thrilled about than an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, and it's a Grinch, The Grinch horror slasher parody that's going to be released for free in December. Uh, we're still awaiting the arrival of the slasher's take on everyone's favorite honey-eating bear in Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, the film that's trailer made the internet very, very angry recently. I don't know why. Uh, don't a know why a new family-friendly f- favorite has crossed into horror territory. How the Grinch stole Christmas the titular the bad guy. I'm mad. Look. Turned the, good. Let me finish reading the story. This titular bad guy turned good will be slicing and dicing the roast beast and more in the upcoming holiday horror, The Mean One. Uh playing on the main plot and names of from the Grinch universe, the mean one centers on the titular character who lives at the top of the snowy peak and carries a deep disdain for Christmas. Uh much like myself. 
Like in the original telling, the folks living in the town below Newville, I thought it was Whoville, but uh, maybe it's a typo, are all terrified of the green-skinned baddie. Uh, you've seen the movie a, a million times. You know the story. Uh, but this this will be released December uh, 14th. I don't have it written down here in the notes, but I think it's like December 14th. It's going to be released for free streaming. So you can just go and watch this you know, whenever you want. But uh, yeah, Justin, I know you're probably uh, foaming at the mouth to watch this one. Bro, I'm telling you right now, I'm pissed off because it says parody. No, this should be a real thing. This dude was chilling, like you just said, on top of his mountain. Okay, he didn't like Christmas. He was okay, banished to the top of a like stone mountain. But he didn't like Christmas, man. Like, who cares? Like, bro, he got treated bad and everything when he was a kid. He goes up there and he hates Christmas. Have and you everything seen the movie, Justin? In. You know what? Like, it doesn't matter, man. He called him like, ugly. It's bull crap. Bro, was, dude, I'm telling you right by now. The town. He was bullied by the town. He was ostracized. The grand by the whole he, he's trying to chill, and then like, bro, they just keep messing with the dude, man. Because yeah. like he, and then he's like, bro, I don't like Christmas. Like, get off my lawn, assholes! And they just keep messing with him and messing with him, and, mess, and finally he breaks, he snaps, and he should probably kill everybody in Whoville, to be honest. He doesn't he steal all their presents. That is not how the that is he not murders how the movie. them. The yeah, movie, that's, that's not how the movie works, Justin. Here's the thing: this, like, have you, you've seen the movie, right? Man. Let me tell you something. The best one is the animated one. Never seen the that, you know, I've seen the Grinch. I've seen the one that stupid Jim Carrey played for a little bit. And the one like, was like five minutes. Because he was like ugly and shit. Like, because he was the green guy. Like, he was. Yeah, getting, well, the, the animated one's like literally like five to 15, 10 to 15 minutes. And it's like 15, it's a goddamn word. Minutes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. But in the movie, was, they it, even it's, made. It's, in the movie, he was getting bullied. He was getting bullied in the movie. What are you yeah, talking I know. about, dude? Exactly. So the real villains, if you think about it, is the town of Whoville. The that's literally villain. what my rant was about, that I uh, think where? he deserves to go kill all of them. Like, no, that's no, really, you don't literally murder what people. I was agreeing with you, and you were like, over your head, like I was saying something wrong. It was literally... No, but Justin, here's the problem. Like, you, 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 you have to, to you always say some random BS, you. man, because, like, that's you don't murder people. What is he like? There we go. Uh, man, this like, is a movie. Don't murder, man. <laughs> we want to see murder and mayhem. That's what it's about. It's a slasher wait, movie. Wait, wait. Okay. In in the in the slasher parody, yes, you should start chopping people's heads off. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm talking about like in the original. You said no, you cool. said he should have killed. But you said he should have killed them in the original, him. though. That's what you said. I think what Ferris is getting at here is that the the Jim Carrey uh, theatrical take on the Grinch is uh, drastically different and much more. It, it's the classic, uh, you know, give the Disney villain their uh, their backstory, like they're to make us uh, care about them as a sympathetic character kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, whereas in the original cartoon, uh, the Grinch is just a fucking miserable piece of shit that lives at the top of the mountain. It uh, doesn't have any backstory. He's just a horrible creature uh, that comes down and, and tries nah, to ruin. Bro, I can see it on their faces, man. I can see he it learned his lesson of uh, that he must practice peace and love and compassion. Just, you can't see it in their faces. The you can't see their faces. I, like two I minutes. Can, I can see it the in their faces when they was looking at him, man. Listen, I'm telling you, dude, because he's a different color and his hair is growing everywhere and everything else. Like, he can't help. That's the way, way he's born. And these people look at him differently and everything else, man. Like, I just don't think so. Yeah, maybe. Hey, you know what? Maybe this underlying effect of the Grinch was a, a way to actually point out the fact of discrimination that was going on. So at the you're time telling the me the, the Grinch movies, just like X Men, pointing out discrimination of the other? Maybe so. Yeah, could be. 
Hashtag Friends Lives Matter, everybody. Who cares? Look, my point is, is like the no worst thing he ever did. Matter. No, Dane. No. The worst thing he ever did was say he didn't like Christmas, right? That's the worst thing he ever did up until the point that he went and tried to get like this. I hate Christmas. Stupid presents and stuff. I do too. But you know Christmas what? Sucks. There's a bunch of corporate bullshit. You know what changed it? You know what changed it? Was like a little kid. Money and that's a, all. A, listen, the thing that changed it is a thing that changes a lot of things. Like you see it on Twitter a lot, right? This little uh, little video of this little uh, white and black kid that really are super young and stuff can barely kind of run. And they run to each other and hug each other because they're friends and everything else. And people use it all the time to show like, look at the world of kids. Like in this show, in this movie, the animated and the other one, both is this young kid who doesn't know discrimination she. doesn't know that he's different really like that and uh she goes up there and gives the dude a hug and everything and everything's fine and hunky dory and they're partying afterwards because someone finally walked up to the guy who looked different and said you know what like you, you shouldn't be ostracized you shouldn't have to live on top of that mountain by yourself we actually you know the people actually can't care and love for each other and stuff that changed the whole thing man but all these other idiots out here, the mayor and everything, probably kicked him out, dude. Probably held a sign up. Probably because the mayor like, was his no bully. Green people allowed. Yeah, yeah, no green pay, no no green people allowed. That kind of thing, man. Get out I, of here. I actually think think that in the original cartoon, what what happened was the the Grinch was sitting up there at the top of the mountain, minding his his own business, and these fucking Hovillians came down and built their stupid little Christmas village at the bottom of his mountain. They're blocking the view of this of the pristine real estate of the of this giant valley, you know. And uh, yeah, I think he just. He, I think he we're. Just I think we're. I think we're over simple. I think we're we're over analyzing a Christmas thing. <laughs> you know what they say? Like green eggs and ham. Welcome to green eggs and bam. You know what I'm saying? Like he's That's about wow. to murder these no fools, dude. That. He's about to murder these fools, bro. I no can't one, wait to watch no this movie. No one, this hey, movie's probably one of my newest anticipated movies of the year. No one because says I want to watch who will burn in flames. They deserve it because they're a bunch of like green eggs and ham. Yes, I will. Buttholes. Sam, I am. Like, Sam, listen, I am. Eat that green. I'm telling you, man. What are we gonna get a different? If you ever felt different and ashamed because you look a little different from everybody else in your community and stuff like that, like you should want him to go down there and take effect and do his thing and just blast on some folks and stuff. Like I'm telling you right now, man, green eggs and ham. Now it's time for green eggs and bam, right. baby. You know what, what I'm saying? When are we going to get the green eggs and ham uh, parody where the guy gets so fed up with the guy for asking him if he wants the green eggs and ham that he just slits his throat. He's just sick of it. Like, stop fucking asking me. So, I don't so want the goddamn green eggs and gonna start making Dr. Seuss movies into horror films? Is that what we're yes. doing? Yes. Please give us an entire franchise. Like, we, should, we should make the Lorax a horror film. A hey, negro terrorism yeah. horror film. Uh, speaking of that, that would we, actually we, make a really good horror film. Like, legit. Speaking of well, that, we got uh, this uh, this person right here making a Five Night at Freddy's remake. Yes. Uh, remake. Emma Tammy, I believe. Is it the Tammy Tummy? Uh, she will be directing the long in the works feature adaptation of the hit video game Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, it is head headed towards an early 2023 production start, according to announcement from Blumhouse, who will produce the film. So that wow, they're doing it. Oh one. shit! It just all got real. Oh I yeah. I thought this was a dumb hey, man, thing. Has, has anyone I ever thought about it? Hey, I have I a question. Was, go ahead. 
Blumhouse doesn't really miss, do, do they? No, no, they don't. That's what I'm saying. Because I was about to bash this. Like, I already had it pre <laughs> in my mind. Because I was about to say, <laughs> Willie's Wonderland was already the five nights at Freddy's that we deserve, right? That's already we got that. It's pretty much the same kind of story. Yeah, but the premise here, I can, I can read it. Cawthorn's game follows a night security guard as he begins working at Freddy's Fazbear Pizzas. While spending his first night of the job, he realizes the gig won't be so easy as the animatronic animals that enter entertain kids during the day play their own sinister games at night. Ooh. I'm going to tell you right now, see, but Blumhouse is on it. So, like, that seemed dumb to a certain point. Like I said, Willie's Wonderland, that uh, new uh, concept, basically. Yeah, that, that movie was the Five Night of Freddy's that we deserve, man. Like, that was a, that was a, a fun movie. Like, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed my time with that movie. But when you said Blumhouse, like that shit goes off the table, bro. This is going to probably, I, I, I might awesome. wait in line. I thought it was going to be stupid and dumb, was ready to make fun of it. But now I can't because Blumhouse literally, like they may make some movies that aren't the greatest in the world, but they never make dumpster fire movies. They, or they haven't yet. They haven't made that movie that's like, oh my God, this movie is horrible. Like never. I have. I can never say that about Blumhouse. It Even when like they've taken over like uh, other yeah. franchises, like after like say a movie was made and it didn't receive that much, but Blumhouse wanted to get it and make another movie or a sequel. They like, bro, they, they knock it out of the park. It's, uh, they do amazing work, so I can't really get too hard on this. I actually think I like, might like it. Yeah, it seems like Blumhouse and A24 are very maybe particular. Maybe it's the producers that they have or the team of people in the company themselves that they are culture, at the top. They cultivate very, the creativity. Yeah, yeah. They, here's, what, here's what they do. They don't they don't put their like the they, they I think they probably defer to the creator, the director or the producer of the probably the director writer. So they they tell them like make your film. They we'll let just, them do their thing. Yeah. They'll just keep you within the lines. Just make your film, but we'll keep you in the lines. You know, unlike you know, unlike big studios who are they're in the lines. You know, right. they micromanage everything. Eight twenty four gives you the lines, or you make your film. Like, you know, like you know, let's talk about it. Marvel. They're in every decision the director makes. Yeah. Every decision, Kevin Feige's there. Which in that that franchise, they have to. I mean, yeah, you can't just to. let like, people it, do whatever they it, want. Because they, they're all connected. Like, you can't make a movie yeah, I mean, where, like, what one if some dude wanted to kill Iron Man, like, in the third yeah. movie they made? You know what I'm exactly saying? Like, like, you can't like, have that kind of crap happening. But mm -hmm. on something like this, I actually agree with you on this. Because on something like this, I, I think it's actually them doing their homework. A24 and Blumhouse can't just go and spend all the money in the world making every yeah, movie. Yeah, they spend it strategically. Yeah. Yes. So they actually read the scripts, pay attention to the pitches, uh, read the screenplays and everything. And then afterwards, after they've ran it through and thought about it and everything else, they go, you know what? This could work. I actually think that this movie is made because a lot of people do like Willie's Wonderland, that movie I was talking about. Mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, I still uh, haven't Cage seen it, it, but it looks like a yeah. lot of fun. I guess, like, I'm not, that might be one I have a, to throw on. A lot of people over. was positive about that movie. They probably didn't think a movie like this could be made and people think of, that it would be good. But because of the, the you know, I uh, maybe not a lot of people seen it, right? Like, so maybe only people like me that would probably like something like that that's kind of crazy would enjoy it, saw the movie. So you really don't know. It's hard to pick because like Twitter is a weird spot. Uh, any kind of social media is a weird spot. That's not like, like for instance, Star Wars fans, everybody's talking about their split. Star Wars fans are not split, but there's like 10% of the Star Wars fans that are like super boisterous and super like uh, getting on the internet and shouting wow, out loud the things they yeah. don't like. 
like right all the other 90 percent that just love star wars that don't care about any of that stuff don't feel the need to jump on twitter and talk about oh my god eh, you know whatever it's just that 10 percent no, is super loud like, right and, have, and you actually see the those yeah. kinds of people going on and talk on social media and talking about how much they love star wars right like you know, like your Alex Damon's or your Laura Kelly's or, or whoever it is. Well, like, guess what gets the clicks? Negativity, man. Negativity. This stuff is awesome, you know? Like, I, t- I guarantee you, like, let's just say this entertainment news break blows up and we got the most views ever or whatever. It's not going to be because of all the positive stuff that was said. It's going to be because, like... That's going to be because I, of YouTube short, probably. Yeah, yeah it's going to be... Well, that or, <laughs> or that I said something, you know, said uh, Dune 1 should have been Doo 1. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> That thing right Disney, there. You need to rewatch where, this movie, man, because this is a good film. Bro, I like man certain from Alabama it. makes internet very angry. There's your headline. <laughs> yeah, that would, that's a com. That's a common headline nowadays. Because <laughs> you know, not oh, a lot of good stuff, not a lot yeah. of good stuff's happening in Alabama. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no, but we've gone a little long. Hey, man, the hurricane right? didn't even hit us because, like, you know, we we were protected somehow. Like, I thought it was coming right. Should have hit you, then, bro. That's messed up, dude. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tommy uh, Tuberville. Guys, we got a little over today, but I thought we had some pretty lively discussions and debates. Go Yankees. Today, so it was worth it. Go Yankees. We got one game one, at least. Garrett, Garrett Cole, Cole didn't baby. give up. Like, My ace, Garrett Cole. I just want to point out, I know this is the entertainment yeah. news break, but I do, because baseball, um, sports is entertainment. I just want to point out Garrett Cole, Mr. Choke Artist in the playoffs, went six and one third, eight strikeouts, one walk, one earned run, while, miss, while Mr. Clutch... Um, postseason players in Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander got rocked in their starts in the playoffs. Yeah, Astros unfortunately somehow coming back and winning that game, but uh, you can't, you know, you can't rely on the Mariners. They, they got those electronic the devices. They got they got the electronic devices under the jerseys, so they just hit, can hit home run the end of the game, and they know what pitch. Not your Don. You know, Jordan you know what? I got an electronic man. device in front of me that's called a computer, and even in my old dilapidated age, I know how to work it. So, like, this is what happens when it's time to go. New shoes, new tracks, like, who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. You never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow when I move fast. And that's back. Only I can make a change. Slowly take a step today.